0: Well, what's up, everybody? It's not the Felix and Tim sports show today. It's more like the Felix and John sports show.
1: I'm here today. Um, Hopefully, it's going to be better than when Tim's here.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: You've been Tim for so long.
0: You're a new guy, so we don't know how you're going to do. But John should be one of the two people taking over next year when me and Tim graduate. So, hopefully, you guys get used to him and like him but he he was on here for one show that we didn't upload because everything was going wrong and the audio was just messing up we don't upload those ones and so this one will for sure be uploaded yeah well you guys missed the best one ever if i was in it so yeah
1: well whatever whatever john
0: you're being pretty cocky right now but we got some weather for you and it's pretty exciting 70 degrees out. Right Don't now. get me wrong, guys. Michigan, it should be around this temperature like every single day, cause it's spring. But uh, yeah, we. This is the first day of
1: like real spring. Yeah, and tomorrow it's gonna be colder. So,
0: yep. So today it's breezy, warmer,
1: cloudy with showers
0: likely this morning. Then mostly cloudy with a slight chance of showers. This mo- what? Oh my gosh, this is not making any sense. Partly cloudy. It's going to rain. That's just a sentence by itself, partly cloudy. Uh, Highs in the mid-60s. South winds 15 to 25 miles per hour becoming southwest 20 to 30 miles per hour in the afternoon, then becoming west with gusts of 35 miles per hour. Chance of showers 70%. Tonight, it's going to be mostly cloudy. Again, mostly cloudy is just one sentence. A 50% chance of showers after midnight. Lows in the upper 30s. West winds 10 to 20 miles per hour becoming northeast 5 to 15 miles per hour early this evening and Friday which is tomorrow. It's going to be cooler and cloudy. A chance of showers early in the morning, then a chance of rain later in the morning and afternoon. Highs in the mid-50s. East winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation 50%. I'll still take mid-50s.
1: Yeah, until this weekend when we have a chance of snow. But that's Michigan Uh, weather for you. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. I didn't know we had a chance of snow. But, yeah, that's terrible. Where did you hear that from?
1: Um, heard it from WDIV, Channel 4, for here not for here in Detroit.
0: Uh. So they're probably yeah. right. Yeah. It's not some off-brand weather app. Yeah.
1: Weather Underground.
0: <laughs> okay. So, to kick things off, our Bluetooth was not working, so we only have the text feature today, but that's okay because that's all we've ever gotten is just text. So our question for this segment is who will step up for the Tigers hitting wise. I'm not talking about the pitching. The Tigers starting pitching has been great. We all know their bullpen's terrible and that's pretty that's a combined factor of how bad the bullpen is. That's not just really one person anymore. So, who will step up for the Tigers hitting wise? Again, who will step up for the Tigers in the aspect of hitting? You can text us at 810 810- Two five eight three one six oh. Again that's eight one oh two five eight three one six oh. Anyway, we're gonna get this off with basically just recapping what the Tigers have done this season in terms of the games that they
1: played. And the their first series they got swept by Pittsburgh. They got swept by Pittsburgh the first game. They lost in thirteen innings, thirteen to ten. They had the game one in the 10th, and they flipped the call from Castellanos being safe at home to him being out yeah, at I home. I did see that. Which changed the game because the Tigers would have won, and that was a loss that they should have won. The MLB went back and reviewed it after the game, and they said the review of the play was wrong when they re-reviewed it.
0: Yeah, I really did. That was really questionable, and don't get me wrong, it was really close, but... And what the announcers were saying at the time was like maybe he got his sleeve on his elbow or something, right. but it was really close i don 't really think they had enough to overturn it because the call at the plate was safe, and
1: it 's just like that with any review any yeah, if you, you have touch to touch the sleeve with anything he 's out if it gets hit with the ball you're to hit by pitch you 're on base, so
0: yeah, exactly, and really, I mean. Really, it probably should have been safe, but you can't get mad at the umpires. I mean, yeah, they have screwed over the Tigers, ruining perfect games and games that we should have won, but, I mean, it's okay. It's it's a little bit of the Tigers' own fault because they did storm back in the ninth, but they still gave up 10 runs. Well, they gave up 13 in the end, but they still gave up 10 runs throughout the regulation game, so I think they could have played a lot better. Next game, they lost one to nothing which is you know absolutely terrible being shut out in your second game of the season yep. and having it you know at home you want to impress the fans on your home opening series not just the game and baseball and they lose mm-hmm. one to nothing then they lose eight to six so back into the high scoring games but still another loss for Detroit. Mm-hmm. they go to Kansas City didn't they
1: Nope they, that was a home game where they won six to one and that was another good pitch. Homer pitched that game.
0: Yeah, and six to one. Yeah. It seems like the Tigers are always get tons of runs when they don't need them. Yeah, like they win six to one, and then they will lose one to nothing, just like they did in the next game. And they literally could have scored two runs and been perfectly fine. But nope, they just they always seem to score at the wrong times, and then not score at the completely. I mean, not scoring is always bad. But they get shut out when the other team can only get one. And it's just like all the Tigers need to do is get four hits, and two runs, and they'll win the game. And they can't do that. They never have been able to in the past few years. And so, yeah, the series after Kansas City, they started off the season one and four is what what it looks like. And then they went. They went to go play the White Sox
1: where they swept them. It was their first sweep since June of last year. Um, they started off good, 9-7 win and a 6-1 win. The offense was going, and then they went back to a 1-0 win. It was still good. a win, but they're still not getting their offenses. I really don't know much about the
0: Tigers because it's just like there's three games that have been one to nothing and then the rest of the games have scored above
1: 5. But then even when they, go, they were at Cleveland this week, um, two nothing loss, two one loss, five one loss. They're only scoring one run a game, if that. Yeah, and the two nothing loss and the two one loss were they stayed in them with with them till the eighth inning where they gave off a home run and that. It's was just the, the game.
0: bullpen, but I mean, like the question I said earlier that you guys can text into, who's gonna step up for the Tigers? And it's really a prevalent question right now because we're only scoring one. I mean, some of the losses were okay, where we scored ten and six against Pittsburgh. I mean, you can't blame the hitters for those losses. Mm-mm. But then there's, you know, at least we're we're winning pretty well, nine runs, six runs, six runs, one run, one nothing. But then when we lose, it's zero, 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 one, one. So again, who's gonna step up for the Tigers hitting wise? You can text us at eight one zero two five eight three one six zero. Again, that's eight one zero.
1: 2583160. Oh. And coming up this week, they're playing New York at home, three-game series. Um that's probably going to be three more losses. New York has the best bats in baseball. Um not the best team though. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't I don't know. New York's pretty
1: New York's pretty iffy. And that was a team like
0: Pittsburgh. Like you thought they were going to be terrible and it was like, "Oh, the Tigers are playing Pittsburgh. It's basically the worst against the worst," is what I thought. But then Pittsburgh has opened up this season red hot and only has one loss. At least I'm pretty sure. So, I, I don't know. You know, baseball is still, you know, kind of a toss-up as to who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. But, you know, the Tigers, eh, could be better. Yeah, three home
1: runs, 39 RBIs and a 204 average this year. Um, Not good at all. Three home runs. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's I, I mean, there's Bryce Harper. there's maybe
0: a reason for that, because they are playing in terribly cold weather. And, I mean, it, it is in Detroit. The weather's freezing. And Comerica Park is a pretty big park. Yeah. And, but I don't know, they just, even when they go places, I mean, they haven't went anywhere that's warm or in a dome, as in Toronto. But... Yeah, they just they haven't been able to hit them out of the park. And you really think that we could kind of, you know, maybe hit a few more with Maggie and Victor Martinez. But, I mean, I've barely seen
1: Martinez play. Yeah, he's not doing so good. I mean, how good are you expecting a 41 year old to play? I mean, he's 41, and he's still playing. It's good enough, and he's creating offense.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there's a line to that where. You just want to get rid of them at some point, right? Which will probably be sometime soon, no matter how we like it or how we don't. Uh, the pitching is, you know, good. The starting pitching, at least, 3.48 ERA, which isn't terrible if you actually have an offense. And Fulmer's playing his potential. He has two starts, .68 ERA, one earned run in 13 innings. Yeah, that that's pretty impressive so far, and
1: he's really been the star of our target starters, even though all of them really have man. Yeah, Liriano only has two earned runs, and that was in the Cleveland game. He's They're taking him out way too early, though. He's playing six innings, and then they take him out when there's no runs. I mean, he gave up, I think, one hit before they took him out against Cleveland the other day, and that was a 2 nothing loss. Mm-hmm. He had a, a perfect game going, then he walked the guy, and then gave up a home run, and they took him out.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. And it might just be the new managing, but... I'm not really sure what the heck the Tigers are doing. And they've always done this. I don't even think it's the new managing because even Leland accused was like, he would just take out guys like back when he had his team, like Porcello, where Porcello would have like an 80 pitch game. He'd give up a home run in like a, a two-to-one game that the Tigers would be leaving. They'd pull him out. Here comes Jabba Chamberlain, the eighth, give up 10 home runs, yeah. and we'd lose the game by like seven runs. And it's been this joke to where it's like, okay, if the Tigers don't have a five-run 5, five run lead going into the seventh, they're going to lose. And, and it, that's it's what it's not is. really far from the truth. But, I mean, the rest of the MLB here, Boston and New York Mets, they have the best starts. Boston just dropped their second game to the Yankees. And the Mets actually have everyone healthy. So yep. that that really explains why they're good because they've had so many injury problems you know, with their team in the past, and they haven't had really the potential to be great.
1: So it feels like it's been forever since Cespedes has been on the Tigers, but he was there at one point, and yeah, it's kind of cool to see other people, like, What you even when you see him, you see Granderson, you see, I don't know, Scherzer, you see Cespedes, they're all good, and, and it's started with the Tigers, and you see them and think, wow, I watched them pitch, and he lost by 15 runs when I watched him pitch. Yeah, really. Yeah, now he's striking out 40 guys a game. So. Yeah.
0: And really, like some of these guys that they've gotten rid of are are so good. Uh, JD Martinez was another, you know, big name that was kind of like, okay, why did you get rid of him? And he goes to Boston as a part of a team that's doing that's having a lot of success, not really starting from him, but uh, just a team that's had a lot of success. And so last night there was a ton of bench clears. 11 games and five bench clears. New York, Yankees, and Baltimore. The Yankees have been in three. They went at Boston twice. That was last night. And Colorado, San Diego, and St. Louis and San Diego. So, I mean, yeah, some teams are getting really mad at the very beginning of the season. That's, that's really what surprises me is that this is the beginning of the season. I mean, this isn't a playoff race. This is the very start. Of a season, and we're already you know clearing the entire bench. You get hit with a pitch, and you just run at the pitcher. The Boston pitcher dropped the Yankees hitter.
1: Yeah, well, that was in um Colorado San Diego game. Arenado went and charged at the mound, and the pitcher threw his glove at him. And yeah, I saw, I saw that one too. Back.
0: I, I think baseball fights are kind of fun because they're so bad. Yeah, like
1: like when Bryce Harper tried to throw don't, his helmet at the pitcher last year. They
0: don't land a punch. They throw their things. You don't like. You don't see a football fight where they just take off their helmets and throw them at each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're even like disciplining them already. Um, St. Louis, San Diego. Um, the San Diego coach went up and tried to shove Yadier Molina, and Yadier Molina just decked him, and now <laughs> Yadier Molina has a one game suspension and it's probably a big fine for that one. But it's nice to see that they're noticing it.
0: Yeah, really. And I fe- I feel like baseball is one of those sports that's like we haven't seen stupid disciplinary acts.
1: Right. Like, I don't know. You see them. I don't even know what. 80 games for using PDs, but, I mean, you have to do that. It's in
0: the rules. Yeah, and I think that's good. I think the higher the punishment, the I mean, the more they're going to listen. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can scare your people away. If you actually punish them, unlike the NFL, where they get five thousand dollar fines. Anyway, we got to wrap up this segment with the Masters. We got three minutes to cover um, something that happened last Patrick, weekend.
1: Patrick Reed won. Was it this weekend? It was yeah, it was this weekend.
0: So yeah. Very current. The Masters. Patrick Reed ended up winning with a score of fifteen under, which is, you know, it's not. Two, it's not, like, crazy, because, I mean, some of these tournaments, they hit, like, 30-under. Yeah. But for Augusta, that is one of the best rounds, actually. And 18-under is actually the record held by Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth. But, I mean, Patrick Reed still with an impressive round. Um, Thursday, he shot 69. Then Friday, he shot 66, which is his best round out of the four. Saturday, he shot 67. And Sunday, he shot 71 which the last round, a lot of people caught him. Ricky Fowler shot four under a score on Sunday, and Jordan Spieth had himself a day shooting eight under on Sunday to rocket himself really up to third, and he was 13 under. The top three were 15 under, 14 under, 13 under. Patrick Reed, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth. Patrick Reed takes home $1,980,000. And followed by Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, John Ram, Cameron Smith, Bub Watson, Henrik Stenson, and Rory McIlroy were all tied for 5th with negative 9. And Mark Leishman had negative 8 at the ninth spot. And Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson were tied for 10th with negative 7. And then to round out some of the names that we have out here, um, tied for 12th, both of them, Charlie Hoffman and Justin Rose with negative six. Jason Day was tied for 20th at -2. Matt Kuchar had an even score at 28th. Tiger Woods and Adam Scott tied for 32nd at 1 over and Phil Mickelson at 36th with 2 over. And I mean, a lot of those guys are getting up there. I I, I feel like I'll, you know, those past three guys have hit their peaks. Yeah. And you know, Tiger Woods, of course, I'm sort of sick of hearing him. He made this great comeback, but you know, I really feel like he's actually old and he really isn't good anymore. I mean, he's still playing with the best of the best, but he's still he's not he's not the tiger that we expect him to be from leaving at s- like so abruptly and being so great and then coming back and just eh.
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he cares cuz he's getting you know, 30 second place shooting one over and he's still getting $63,000. Yeah, really. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think
0: it's a very great thing for the sport. A lot of people do like Tiger, but I really think a lot of people are critical of Tiger, especially in a sport like golf, where it's been around for, you know, a long time, uh, and a lot of people have opinions about the proper etiquette of the sport.
1: Yeah, and there's not very many new guys coming up, though, either. Like, you look at this... Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth.
0: Yeah, they're all and recognizable they're all
1: names. Old people. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, hopefully golf can get some new faces. We're done with this segment. Tune in for the next one.
1: You're listening to the new 91.9. Well, not really, but now you people have more of your favorite DJ. I'm leaving you people. What do you mean, you people? Noah Harris Tuesday afternoons 5 to 8, Nick Plasser Wednesday nights 8 to 11, and Andrew Thompson every Friday morning from 4 to 7. This is The Wave. Here at 91.9, we have all of today's newest and best hits like Perfect by Ed Sheeran. whispered underneath my breath, you, heard it. Darling, you look tonight. Feel it still by Portugal the Man. Let Me Go by Haley Steinfeld. Hoping, so love you, let me go. For all these great songs and the rest of today's best hits, keep on listening here at WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish, dad! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is the Felix and Tim Sports Show on 91.9 every Thursday from 3 to 4. Now, here's Felix and Tim.
0: Hey, you mean Felix and John and Roe?
1: Well, you know...
0: I don't even know if yes. I can really hear you. Say I something. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. yeah. Now I now I can hear you. I okay. couldn't hear you before on the mic. I was getting a little worried. We had a, a fair share of technical issues, especially with the new board. Yeah,
1: that's what happens when you work out of high school.
0: It's really annoying, honestly. And I mean, trying to run a show—it's so different than running music on the station, you know, like we usually do all day. I mean, music, it kind of plays and then you have like your little segment of where you'll be on air. But then you have here where it's just talking and it's literally, you know, there's nothing behind us. So it's literally just talking through silence and our voices are so easy. Like they're the only thing that you listen to. So, I mean, if it's like messed up and the levels are messed up, you can obviously tell. And it's kind of like glitchy. Like I I wear headphones and it's like glitching out on what level I'm actually at so hopefully it doesn't sound too bad if you're tuning in but we're trying our best here and hopefully it sounds good on the podcast I've been listening to him and trying to self-reflect so we'll see it's hard having John here because he's different than Tim and he's not as quiet as Tim would usually be I know you guys probably can't tell because I'm always like adjusting Tim's mic level up But, yeah,
1: John is a lot louder than Tim. So, in the NBA, playoffs are starting. Our question is, who do you think is going to win it all, and who's going to pull off the biggest upsets? Um, If you want to respond to our question, you can text us. You can't call us at 810-258-3160. Once again, that's 810-258-3160.
0: Who wins it all? I know I'm probably basic and I'm usually used to, you know, saying that the underdog wins it or something because that's how I like, you know, to do stuff. I like to pick pretty radical things, but I did say the Wizards earlier, but that was a complete joke. Uh, I I don't really think Washington's going to actually go very far. I don't even think they'll make it out of the first round.
1: They probably won't make it out of the first round with the win.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But I would have to take Houston. And, yeah, you know, a lot of people are just like, yeah, you know, you're along with everyone. You just picked Houston. But I really do think that they've dominated this year. And, I mean, who's to say that they really didn't? And you can hate on Houston all you want, but Golden State received the same amount of hate. I mean, Houston has... You know, the least amount of losses. They've had the best season out of everyone. And when Golden State had this, you know, record season, they went to the finals. And I think, you know, I think Golden State, uh, they should make it out of the first round. They're going to have a tough matchup with San Antonio, but I think they they should beat them. Um, And I would actually have them play in the Pelicans in the second round. That's going to be a tough game because a tough series with the Pelicans because... If Golden State makes it out, and so do the Pelicans, uh, I think it's going to be very tough, especially with all the question marks with Golden State about the big men, like there always is. But this time they have Steph Curry out. Will he come back and be the MVP Steph Curry that we've seen? And then the East, I would probably take the 76ers um, just because they're they're just a dominant team. I think they are a team that is hot at the right time. And I think they're definitely going to carry that in. Miami should be an easy win, and the same should go for Boston and Milwaukee. And then it's it's going to be a tough conference final game, uh, I think. It should be a tough conference final game, like, you know, in every sport. Once you get to the conference finals, it definitely should be a good matchup. Uh, but we'll see. And it's definitely, you know, it definitely could go any way here with Toronto and Cleveland in the mix. Uh, Philadelphia is definitely a strong opponent and I feel like Boston is definitely you know slept on being the fourth seed I know they were number one but um, without Kyrie you're right you know they aren't the same team but they still are a good team they've held up at the top and I think they've done a a good job this year I think Uh, Marcus Smart, I don't know if he's really built to lead a team. Uh, He's more of kind of a guy who you come off the bench and you're like, okay, tick this guy off, like stay on him on defense. Marcus Smart isn't the scorer that he really was in Oklahoma State when he was in college. But, yeah, I would say Houston, Philadelphia, and I just don't think there's a way to beat Houston, um, especially in a seven-game series, I think. I don't think Houston will go on this magical run where they don't lose a single game. But I think that Houston overall is just, you know, has too good of an offense. And I think as long as they can stay together as a team and lock up defensively when they need to, I think that Houston should be able to pull this thing off this year.
1: Um. So on the other side, I think that Houston's going to get upset in the first round seven games Against Timberwolves, I think Karl-Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Jimmy Butler can do it. They're a good team. They're all back. Jimmy Butler just came back, which is one of the reasons why they've lost 35 games because Jimmy Butler was out all February and all March until two games ago, and Mm. that was when they lost most of their games. They had a playoff spot clinched for a while, and then all of a sudden they lost a bunch of games and then came down last night to an overtime game against the Nuggets. Whoever won, it's in the playoffs. And I think they're excited. They're ready to go. They're a young team. Um, an eight seed. only one eight Seeds ever made it to the NBA Finals. That was the Knicks in 99. No eight Seeds ever won. So now's the time to do it with Minnesota. I have Utah beating Oklahoma City. I don't think Russell Westbrook can get it done. He's a ball hog. Um, he needs to utilize Paul George and Melbourne. Yeah, more.
0: I can see that. But, like, at the same time, I mean, you <laughs> picked Minnesota over Houston, and you said, like, a trio there. Like, what's the difference with Carmelo, George and Westbrook.
1: George throws up shots he can't make. Westbrook doesn't pass the ball because George throws up shots he can't make. Um, last night, if they play like they played last night, they could win the NBA Finals just as much as Minnesota could or Houston could or any team in the playoff could. Russell Westbrook had six points last night, but he had 20 rebounds and 19 assists. And if he does that every game, and Paul George scores 40 and Melo scores 20, you're scoring six, but you're also getting 19-20, that's Exactly.
0: I, I feel like Russell Westbrook needs to get that in his head if they want to have any playoff success, and that's what I've said all year, and that's why the Thunder aren't a top seed in the West like they could be. I'm not saying that a four seed's bad, but, I mean, I just think that Oklahoma City is definitely a better team than a four seed, and I think that it's just playing smart, and I think that's you know what they don't do. Right here you have Portland over New Orleans, Yeah, which is small against big, basically.
1: Yeah, Damian Lillard drops 50 points a game, they win. If he drops less than 50 points a game, they lose. (laughs) They they can't get inside the paint because of Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis can do everything inside the paint. So it comes down to if you make threes, you win. If you miss threes, you lose because they're going to be inside the paint the whole time, not putting up threes.
0: So when, when, I know I might sound stupid, but isn't it? A series of five in the first round, five in the second round, then seven?
1: I think it's five, seven, seven, seven. Okay.
0: I never know because I know it's five, and I really don't like that. I mean, just make it seven, why don't you? But I've never really seen the sense in that. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Series of five, and then San Antonio, Golden State, you have Golden State winning.
1: Yeah. I think that Golden State will be motivated, and they'll think, like, okay, we can go to the next round. Curry should be back in the second round. That's what Kerr keeps saying. So if they get to the second round, they'll be able to beat Portland. Yeah, but they just got blown out by Utah by 40. And they weren't playing hard. I mean, if you look at the box score for that game, KD only played 10 minutes. Klay Thompson played the whole game, but you can't pin the team on Klay.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know because without Curry, they're a totally different team. And San Antonio is a full team, even without Kawhi. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, what, what didn't they say Kawhi was just done for the year? Yeah, they just said that. So, I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't at least try to come back. But, I don't know. I think San Antonio is definitely a complete team. I think it's going to be a test to Golden State, especially if they don't have Curry. Uh, and even if Curry comes back, say, in like a Game 5 situation, who knows what Curry will see, like I said before. Um east here you got Toronto over Washington that's obvious. Kind of, yeah, pretty obvious. And
1: then I have Cleveland over Indiana. Um the Pacers are a good team. Oladipo's good. But they can't beat Cleveland as much as I hate to say it.
0: Yeah, I I really don't. I really don't see him winning either. Yeah. Because Oladipo's not as good as LeBron and those are your two scorers.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that sucks, being a Pistons fan, and you're trained to hate the Cavs because of LeBron, and then LeBron is good, and the Pistons aren't, and you just you can't root for the Cavs. Like, there's playoff Cavs and regular season Cavs, and playoff Cavs are good Cavs, and regular season Cavs are the ones that win a game by 50 and then lose a game by 40, and then win another one by 50 and then lose one by 40, and that's not what you see in the playoffs. And No. You hate to see that as a Pistons fan, but it's just the reality.
0: Yep. And then the Sixers beat Miami. Yep.
1: Not
0: and, nice yeah, I really think that one. That one's almost the most obvious because Miami, there's just no way, especially with the matchup. I mean, Toronto and Washington, maybe, maybe give Miami. Washington a chance to get one. You'll have,
1: in the Philly game, you'll have J.J. Redick. D-Wade guarding each other, which D-Wade's good defensively. Redick's good offensively. He's shooting three-pointers like crazy right now. Um, in the centers, you have Ilyasova against Whiteside, which is a total mismatch. Yeah, that's a mismatch. But Ben Simmons has nobody guarding guarding him. I don't, Justice Winslow. I don't know is that who you're putting on Ben Simmons. It's not going to work out. Yeah, I don't know about that. And then Embiid. And yeah, Embiid and will will be back. He has his mask on. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah,
0: that that could be a possible shutdown for White Side. And then Boston, Milwaukee. You have Boston. That'll probably be a pretty good series.
1: Yeah. Well, without Irving, that screws up Boston's like fan base. They're thinking right now, well, we're screwed because. We don't have Kyrie, he was our team and we were all expecting him back and he's not coming back now. And I think the rest of the team, like Jalen Brown, I like Jalen Brown. He has cool hair and he's cool hair.
0: He, that's the he, definition of a good
1: player. He's a good small forward. He's not little, he's not big, he can play defense, he can play offense, he can shoot the three if he needs to. He can run and jam on you. But yeah, Marcus smart, Jalen Brown, it's a young team. yeah, that's not a young guy.
0: Yeah, he is not a young guy. Jason Tatum, the rookie?
1: Yeah, I don't know. know.
0: Boston's definitely young, and I think that they'll be a good team in the future, especially in the years to come. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with (laughs) in the East. And I think Cleveland, you can see them here. I mean, they're a four seed this year, but they're slowly getting dethroned. And they're still the Cleveland that's like, you still look at NBA basketball, and you're still like, yeah, Cleveland's, Cleveland's like the top of the East. Like You still kind of have that mindset. Hopefully, Toronto can break the mold if they get through the second round and beat Cleveland if they also advance. But we don't know because Toronto seems to never do. And then you have Toronto 76ers, Minnesota Golden State. And you have Minnesota and the 76ers in the finals.
1: 76ers winning, I think the 76ers are on their win streak. They'll keep their win streak going through the first round, maybe through the second round against Boston. But when it gets to Toronto, that's a six-game series. Minnesota, that's another six-game series. But it'll be exciting playoffs. Yeah, and really anything could happen. And when you're looking for a game to watch for the playoffs, if it's a Saturday, look on ESPN and ABC. A Sunday, look on TNT and ABC. And weekdays, look on TNT. And then Friday is on ESPN. So, if you're looking for some NBA basketball, make sure to watch your ESPN channels and TNT for some good basketball. Yeah, usually ABC does
0: you know mostly basketball when they do a sport same with TNT. Um but ESPN is definitely they are more sided towards basketball
1: for sure. Yeah. They but have baseball. They did a lot of baseball this week for opening week which is nice they don't do that very much
0: yeah we'll wrap it up with the Pistons here they played their final game yesterday they beat the Bulls which who cares really yeah. it's, I mean, the Bulls. it's the Bulls yeah it's the Pistons versus the Bulls I honestly wish I had the attendance numbers on hand because it was probably like
1: 3,000 yeah
0: apparently there was a thing in the Chicago White Sox that 900 some people showed up to the game
1: yeah that's embarrassing
0: and well, it was like the official thing said like under like just under ten thousand, but like the one guy reported on it, he said nine hundred. Yeah,
1: the official things I think that's how many people buy tickets, because like for the Tigers opening day, it said they were over a hundred percent, like they were at one hundred eleven percent, which that's not right. Yeah, yeah, because the receipts empty, and we all saw it.
0: Yeah, and. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would go to a
1: Tigers opening day this year. I think the big story for the Pistons was when Blake Griffin got his bone bruise in his ankle and he was out for the last week of the season. Anthony Tolliver stepped up. He averaged 18 points.
0: <laughs> Where did that even come from?
1: Five rebounds and three assists. That's double his season numbers. Um, Yeah, in uh, 2K18, he's a 55 overall center. And this week, his rating went all the way up to an 89, which... Tolliver? Yeah. An 89? No way. He's so... He shoots a three when... I went to the Pistons game over break, and he just grabbed the ball every single time and chucked up threes, and he was making every single three he chucked up. Oh, my gosh. Every time I watch Tolliver, he's absolutely terrible. And I think that he realized that, hey, I have a spot for a starting role next year on the team because... What are they going to do? They'll have Andre at center. Why don't they move Blake to the small forward? Because
0: Stanley Johnson.
1: Yeah, well, they were talking about um, a trade with uh, Reggie Jackson and Stanley Johnson for Kemba Walker with their first-round pick in 2020. Which, Pistons'
0: first-round pick?
1: Right, so they wouldn't have a first-round pick until 2021. Oh, my God. But they have Kemba Walker for six years. With yeah, Sanchez. but
0: they're so locked up on money. They can't trade any more picks.
1: Well, if you get Kemba Walker for 6 years, you get Blake Griffin for 6 years, which they already have. Andre Drummond resigns a long long-term deal. That's a solid lineup.
0: Yeah, but you're not going to have any money to sign Andre Drummond. You're going to have to go small or a year or two contract or let Andre go, which they can't. So, I don't know if I would ever like the Pistons are just stuck in a jam right now. I don't see them doing anything more. Unless they have so much in cap, they really, like, spent all their money on their bigs right now. And Kemba Walker, yeah, you get him for six years, but you give up another first-round
1: pick? It's insane. Yeah, It's the, ridiculous. When, like, every year you look and you see, oh, the Pistons missed out on so many good first-round picks. I mean, they missed out on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Those are, like, two huge people. Like, if the Pistons would have got him, that would have been amazing for them. But... I mean you can't just
0: trade all your first round picks just because they missed a few. Like it's the luck of the draft.
1: And you you see like how good these draft classes are like everybody in these draft you classes can't mess up. Yeah. Well, like before you could, but like I think that everyone that got drafted is playing right now. Like Josh Hart was the last pick of the draft last year and he's still playing for the Lakers. Exactly.
0: I I don't know. The Pistons need to stop trading picks. And they just kind of, they can't do anything right now. But we got to head on to the next segment. So we'll see you in about a minute or two. stay tuned for some NHL playoffs news coming up here at 91.9 FM, The Wave. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma.
1: It was very hard for me, but Ms. Araceli, she gave me direction. At age 47, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is
0: walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work.
1: No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Here at 91.9, we play all of today's hottest, like Young, Dumb, and Broke by Khalid. Young, Young, Dumb, and Broke. Young, Dumb, Young, Young, Dumb, and
0: Broke. Ready for it by Taylor Swift. Are you ready
1: for it? Gucci Gang by Lil Pump gang,
0: gang, gang, gang gang, gang, gang So keep it here on 9.9 The Wave to hear more hot hits like this
1: Okay nerds, I knew that would get your attention but for real, listen up Join Cole Galbraith and Declan Rummel on the Nerd Podcast every Friday afternoon from 3 to 4 or if you miss it, search WORW Nerd Podcast on iTunes or Google Play
0: Okay, that just skipped right in.
1: Yeah, we're here. No
0: little musical intro. We gotta re redo the weather. It's moved up seventy two degrees.
1: That's exciting. I'm so happy.
0: Get us an applause for that.
1: (laughs) Seventy two degrees right now. Um, no wind. Oh my
0: gosh, this is the perfect day.
1: Yeah, I. We can't see outside, so it might be raining right now for all we know. But
0: I wish I could go outside. I have an assembly later tonight. Yeah, I'd love to go out and you know play basketball a little bit, mess around. But no, I am stuck inside, and it's all because of school again. <laughs> but whatever. I hope there is more days like these, because it's really been miserable here. And there's been literally nothing to do. I stayed here all spring break, and I I didn't go outside, like, once. It's just because it was freezing cold. Yeah. It, it could have been a lot better. Usually over spring break, it's like, oh, it's just hitting 60s. Like, get your shorts and T-shirts. But it's like, no, it's actually snowing two days, and there's snow on the ground when I wake up, and it's just like, Okay, what's going on here, Michigan? But, yeah, the rest of today, there's going to be some winds. Chance of showers, 70%. So it could rain today. Then tonight, it's going to be a 50% chance of showers. After midnight, lows in the upper 30s, winds 10 to 20 miles per hour, becoming 5 to 15 miles per hour early evening. Then Friday, there will be a chance of showers early in the morning and then a chance of rain late morning and afternoon. Highs in the mid-50s. East winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation, 50%.
1: Isn't precipitation literally just snow? Or rain. Oh. It's stuff falling from the sky. So it could be be a dog falling or a plane. That would be precipitation.
0: Precipitation. (laughs) Just a few inches of plane. (laughs) Anyway, we got a question here for you. What team... Or who is the team that will surprise everyone in these NHL playoffs? You can call or not call. You can text us at 810-258-3160. Again, that's 810-258-3160. Who is the team that will surprise everyone in these NHL playoffs?
1: I'm going to go out and say it right now before we start. I think it's going to be Columbus. I think they could pull off an upset against Washington, and I think they could lose against Washington either way. I think they're probably the best upset that you could get because, I mean, Tampa's way, way strong. I mean, Toronto could be Boston, but Boston's super strong. So is Nashville. Um, San Jose, Anaheim. That's, That's not even an upset, yeah, really. Yeah, no, either way. Um, Pittsburgh over the Flyers, if the Flyers play like they played yesterday, they're not going to. They should probably only be in there for one more game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll want to go home that just counted Saturday. as two wins. Yeah. And then Minnesota, Winnipeg, Minnesota probably doesn't have a good chance. And then Vegas, the Kings.
0: That one. Uh, Honestly, in my bracket, I have my upsets would be New Jersey over Tampa and the Kings over the Knights. And I think the biggest surprise is, I don't know, I think. The team that could surprise everyone would would probably be Minnesota. Uh, I'll take Minnesota. Um, do not get me wrong. I think that Minnesota played very well against uh, Winnipeg. And, you know, don't get me wrong. My Stanley Cup final has Winnipeg winning the cup. Winnipeg against Boston. But I do think, you know, when it's playoff time, it's up for grabs. And... Um, you know, any team is a real challenge. And Minnesota played very well against Winnipeg. Uh, it was it was a very strong matchup, and it was a very, you know, chess match. Winnipeg did get the win, but, um, you know, they still, Minnesota played great, and they, you know, play like they do all year when their defense is goalie. Are, are really the strong point of their game, and they really like to slow things down. They did have the lead at one point in the third, uh, but they couldn't get it done. I, I think that Minnesota could really upset a lot of brackets, and I think that they would be you know the biggest surprise. Um, we got a text here. It says, good surprise, Vegas, and bad surprise, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, that's really a bad surprise. I expected Philly to do a little better.
1: It sucks for them, though, because they don't have a goalie, and they haven't had a goalie since the middle of the season. Yeah. yeah. and um, That's how you lose games is if you're letting the puck go in the net. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, that none of these goalies are good because, I mean, they're in that NHL. If you're in that NHL, you're a good goalie. You're better than most people playing goalie. And yeah. Just some people are better, like Sidney Crosby, stick moves and – that can't keep up with that because um, he's yeah. the best in the game right now. Exactly.
0: And, I I mean, I, I do not blame any of the Philadelphia goalies for what happened yesterday. Most of those goals were not their fault if it was just, you know, a little bit of luck or, you know, pure skill that no goalie would have ever saved. No goalie would have saved that Crosby goal where he hit it out of midair and redirected it once again. And, you know, I don't know. Philadelphia looked completely bad. But, I mean, on the point that Vegas is a good surprise. Um, I was surprised by how they played last night. They were really physical with L.A. They really took it to them, and uh, they got the win 1-0. Uh, I feel like Vegas isn't really going to surprise in these playoffs. I feel like they're going to do the same thing that they've done all season, which is, you know, Fleury's going to make a lot of saves and be a consistent goaltender. And they're gonna use their speed and skill to try to get themselves past, you know, all these teams. And do I think it'll work? No. And I really, I think that LA just should take them out. Uh, but obviously, they started the series down one game. With the recaps from last night, uh, I was doing my homework, watching all the games. <laughs> And Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia leads the series 1-0 after a complete blowout Went over the Flyers, 7-0. Sidney Crosby had a hat trick in the victory, and Jay Gensel had one goal and three assists. Murray also had a shutout with 24 saves. Philadelphia just had too many problems, and everything looked good. disconnected this game. They had so many turnovers to a sound Pittsburgh team, will, which will make you pay for mistakes. The defense looked like they were just warming up. And from watching the game, Pittsburgh even dominated the physical play. A big question is who will start game two for the Flyers after a five-goal lead in midway through the second. Ryan Elliott was pulled for Peter Mrazic who gave up two more. So, I mean, we don't really know which way that Philadelphia is really going to go. Pittsburgh dominated and showed they are sticking to the method that they have used to win the previous two Cups, which is blocking shots, clogging up lanes, and relying on those bottom two lines to really carry the team defensively. But if they keep up this performance, they won't really need much defense and definitely Pittsburgh this is definitely you know an easy road to the second round I think Philadelphia doesn't have a goalie like you said, and with a team like Pittsburgh, they're gonna make you pay for not having a great goalie and it it kind of sucks that Pittsburgh isn't going against a team that's a little well a little better matched up, but you know it's Pittsburgh um they would beat a lot of teams in these cup playoffs. And they are a strong team, especially when it comes to playoff time. You can compare them to the Cavs where, you know, they're a little shaky throughout the regular season. They still get their good seed. And once they hit those playoffs, they really, you know, excel. And, you know, I really think Pittsburgh, I picked them to sweep the series. I obviously think that they will. And actually what I found interesting was the NHL was posting videos Um showing puppy predictions for the draft or not the draft but the playoffs and these puppies have predicted almost everything they predicted phil or pittsburgh in a sweep they predicted winnipeg in a series that comes down to the last kibble i quote so (laughs) minnesota will put up a very good fight and then they took la so the puppies basically have my bracket and I can't wait because they post them just before the games start. So I don't have the full puppy bracket. I can't put it up.
1: All right. Well, you only can feed the puppies when they're hungry. So you
0: don't yeah, really know who they're picking unless they're hungry. Well, they what they do? Did you, have, did you see any?
1: I know how they do it for like college football. You have your two bowls right here, and then there's like a door, and they open up the door, and the puppies run out and pick either the bowl. And normally, they all pick the Alabama bowl. Like I think that has better food in there or something.
0: <laughs> they're just rigging it each year. Yeah, yeah. this one, they just have the two bowls side by side. There's no door. They just got the two bowls, and they just see who eats it. I mean, with the Pittsburgh-Philadelphia one, like there was just one massive dog that ate the whole Pittsburgh bowl before any other dog even touched any food. It was like, well, I guess Pittsburgh's going to win because that dog just literally it was a lion. It just ate the entire thing. That's was the wrong like,
1: sport, Lions or football.
0: Yeah, well, it was a lion cub in there eating a freaking whole bowl of food. Like, it was nothing to him. Like, he probably eats a half a bag of dog food a day. And he's just like, what is this little appetizer? And he just, like, ate it all. And I was like, all these little, little like, terriers are just running around, kind of, like, doing their own thing. They haven't even looked at the bowls of food. And this lion cub just walks in, and he's starving. And he just finds the first bowl and he just devours it, and it turns out it was Pittsburgh, and these puppies are pretty smart, so so far they pre- they're two for three. I'm not saying LA won't win the series, but they're two for three on like who won yesterday as to who predicted. and you know these puppies, we got to get them a bracket. I mean, you can't not. This is probably what you know half the people that just don't they don't even care. And they just fill out a bracket, you know, for fun or for something. If they have, like, a bracket pool, they're just like, oh, what the puppies choose? I'm just going to copy that one.
1: Yeah, and then the puppies win, and then everyone gets mad at them because they had no clue what was going on, and then all of a sudden they win. Hey,
0: you can't blame the puppies because they're just eating. They're the same food, besides if you're Alabama and you you, you get the premium food. And which attracts them. But anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Can't wait to see the puppies' predictions tonight. And hopefully I can make a bracket based off the puppies, at least the first round. But there's two more games last night, Minnesota and Winnipeg. I really think it was stupid that they had three games today or yesterday and five games today. I don't know why. But whatever you want to do, NHL, whatever you want to do. Minnesota-Winnipeg played at the same exact time as Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Started at 7 o'clock. The game was really fun to watch, and it was really a chess match throughout the whole thing. Winnipeg is now up in the Series 1, and nothing but the Wild put up more of a fight than they were originally expected. Winnipeg took the game 3-2, to but it wasn't pretty. Winnipeg was racing on offense, and Minnesota was really waiting for Winnipeg to tire themselves out, and they never did. Winnipeg went up 2-1 to one after two quick goals in the third. But not far after, Winnipeg tied it, and then with about seven minutes left, they scored again to make it 3-2. And Minnesota didn't have enough offense to score again. Minnesota made the game close, but they played on their heels all game relied on Devin Dubnik the entire game. He kept them in the game, but Minnesota can't really rely on a performance like that each night. So I still think Winnipeg pulls this one out um, but relatively easily. Unless Minnesota finds a way to generate offense, play faster with Winnipeg instead of trying to slow them down. I really think that's going to be a big thing, especially with Minnesota losing their top defenseman. I think that they got to start playing at Winnipeg's pace. Even though you don't want to do that, you want to play at your pace like in any sport, but Minnesota really needs to maybe pick up their tempo to match Winnipeg instead of trying to slow them down because all that did was just lead to a barrage of shots and Devin Dubnik making amazing saves to even keep them in it. And you know, you can't rely on him like that every single night, and he, he played fine, it was a great game, um, but I really think Winnipeg is a team to beat with this whole cup finals, because they have a great goalie, they have balanced goal scoring, and they have, you know, a solid physical defense that I think is really going to be tough to beat, and I think that they are one of the top contenders. They finished second. I feel like a lot of teams sleep on them. Um, I think that they are the number one team to possibly take down Nashville. And the second round is when they'll play them. So we'll see what happens. Then the last game late at night, the late West Coast game, it was a thriller for all 60 minutes. Honestly, if you only watch for the first five minutes, that's the only goal of the game. Vegas won one to nothing. They lead the series one games to none. But this is going to be a fun series with two teams that came to play. LA is a wild card team. They're a playoff team. It's basically speed versus power, but Vegas shows they have some power. The hit totals were 68 for LA and 59 for Vegas. Jonathan Quick played amazing and had to make some great stops against the electric Vegas team. One of the fastest goalies to go side to side in the net, and Vegas moves the puck side to side so quick. So the matchup is made in heaven, but unfortunately for LA, Quick's 26 saves weren't enough because flurry made 30 on the other end and got the shutout. Shea Theodore scored Vegas's first ever playoff goal and also gave playoff, also gave Vegas their first ever playoff win in their <laughs> inaugural season. So, you think Vegas is a team that you don't want to mess with in the playoffs? What do you think about them?
1: I think that Vegas is unexpected a lot of people like see an inaugural team in any sport and go oh well they just picked up people off the expansion draft so they're gonna be under 500 and all that vegas just proved that wrong now i think that comes out to the new team that's gonna be in seattle next year they're gonna potentially be front runners
0: next year two years three years yeah uh, i think i think it's like two or three years something like that but that'll be exciting seattle and hockey well
1: I think that's also going to have to realign the conferences because that it will. I don't know how you'd realign them.
0: Well, there's thirty, there's thirty-one teams right now. Right. So there just needs to be one more in the West.
1: I think that, like, I think that they need to go back to the older conferences where you yeah get a, you get to see Detroit go play Tampa and Colorado. That's big people that want to see them play. You see them play Colorado, and everyone used to like that. And it's still a rivalry, but they don't play each other very often because they're out of the West. But if they could get away into a conference and play each other, like, just, I think you yeah, should just throw true. them in there. I don't know,
0: though, because like
1: Detroit really isn't a West Coast team.
0: Right. That was the sucky
1: thing about them being in the West. Yeah. They'd play at 10 o'clock every night, and you're an 8-year-old, and you never get to watch the Red Wings.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. The whole system is kind of new, and hopefully it grows on me as I get older, but I'm really not impressed. Never have been. But anyway, that's really it here from me and John. Always <laughs> <Yeah. Voice> crack. <laughs> me and John here. John's first ever full show. Yeah, hopefully. He'll, I can do it a bunch more times. Yeah, he'll be here with James next year, and hopefully, all goes well. This is the first hour podcast started through the station, so proud to be a part of it, proud to start it up, just start as an idea, kind of mess around with it, actually sophomore year, so two years ago we messed around with it, never went on air, and then last year we actually started, you know, what we would do was we would record at a separate time and then it would go on air for this slotted hour instead of doing it live like this, and I can say that I was super nervous doing it live the first time, but... It's grown on me, and I really
1: enjoy it. So,
0: again, thanks for tuning in.
1: Yeah, be sure to watch the WNBA draft tonight if you don't like hockey because nothing else is on. Baseball, Tigers play at six, but probably if you want to watch lose. them lose, yeah. if you want to watch them lose.
0: So you got you the Tigers that. losing, you got the WNBA draft, and then you got NHL playoff hockey. So, yeah, you got a full slate tonight. <laughs> yeah. So keep here at 91.9. We got an hour good music coming up for you but thanks for listening if you tuned in be sure to tune in next week same time same place same date thursday three to
1: four see you guys there this is 91.9 where the good music lives wrw port huron Recently, Poirier Northern adopted a positive behavior intervention system. As a part of this, the school has adopted the acronym LEAD, which stands for Living Respectfully, Engaged, Achieving, and Dedicated. Students are encouraged to behave according to the LEAD acronym in order to gain signatures on their LEAD card, which can be redeemed for cookies, raffle tickets, or even a shout-out on WRW 91.9 FM, The Wave. For all the students out there, keep up the great work. Michael's Car Center, your dealer for the People's Sales Service, Body Shop, and Daily Auto Rentals.